God's work does not come through human eloquence or wisdom. It comes in the foolishness of the gospel. Welcome to the Bethany Lutheran Sermon Podcast for the week of August 9th, 2020. This is the eighth week of Pentecost, and today we continue our summer series in the book of Romans, as Carl Fink looks at Romans chapter 10, verses 5 through 17. You can find a copy of these verses in the show notes. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Throughout my educational career, I have always been much stronger in math and writing areas as opposed to the music and art areas. I, in fact, even received a failing mark in my high school art class to compound this dilemma. Hence, I have always struggled in really appreciating art in any way, shape, or form. Needless to say, my eyes have been opened in this area for this particular message. Unfortunately, you will see a copy of Salvador Dali's Christ of St. John of the Cross, which he painted in 1951. The copy does not do it justice, but if you see this online, which you are watching, it'll look more clear. Kindly do the best that you can as you take a look at this image to see Jesus on the cross in a darkened sky floating over a body of water complete with a boat and fishermen. It is a striking change in perspective from the norm. We are all familiar with the traditional perspective of standing below the cross, lifting our eyes upward. But in this painting, rather than standing below the cross, looking up into the face of Jesus, Dolly asks the viewer for a moment to be situated above the cross, looking down upon Jesus, who himself is looking down upon the world. This perspective disturbs some. In an uncommon view, but what are we being asked to see in this image? Well, I think that Romans chapter 10 can help us see. When we encounter the cross of Christ, we often only look up. But in our text, we see that our Heavenly Father invites us to also see the world through the eyes of his son, Jesus, dying on the cross for all people. How easy it is for us to enter worship or study and turn our eyes upward to the cross and leave the world behind. This is not necessarily a bad thing. It was because of your sin and mine that Jesus was hung upon that cross. He could have delivered himself if he desired to do that. But Jesus stayed on the cross not because he was only human and couldn't get down, but because he was truly God and wouldn't get down. Jesus stayed on the cross because he didn't come into this world to save himself. No, he came to save you. He came to save me. God in Jesus Christ willingly gave his life for you 
and for the world in which you live. This is something that the Apostle Paul understands. Salvation comes to us purely by grace. It is only by the love of God poured out for us in Jesus Christ that we are saved. This is what Paul has been writing up to this point in his letter to the Romans. At the heart of God's covenant lies not what we do for salvation, but rather what God has done for us. We are saved not because we are a mighty or numerous or particularly holy people. No, we are stubborn, rebellious, and sinners before God. But we are saved by God's mercy made known for us in Jesus Christ. Paul writes in Romans 10, verse 12, there is no difference between Jews and Greeks. They all have the same Lord who gives his riches to everyone who calls on him. In Paul's words, we hear an emphasis upon everyone, all people, Jew and Gentile. There is no fine print. Fine print spells out exclusions in contracts. Fine print tells prescription users that the medicine is not really for everyone because some side effects can exclude people from its effectiveness. Fine print says that even though what is being marketed is for everyone, it's not really for everyone. So, is there any fine print in Romans chapter 10? Everyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ will not be put to shame. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Does the word really mean everyone? Or is there some fine print somewhere excluding people from this bold promise? Where's the fine print in Romans chapter 10? Nowhere. You won't find it here or anywhere else in Scripture. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means your neighbor, your coworker, the person you have been fighting with on social media over politics, the family member who has done some awful things, everyone, and that includes you, too. When it comes down to whether God can save you, it doesn't matter how much you've sinned. It doesn't matter if you don't fit into society's acceptable categories. It doesn't matter if you're in prison or you're sitting in a corporate office. God's promises are for you. This promise is for both scholars and the uneducated. It is for people with any faith background or no faith background at all. It is for outsiders as well as insiders. There are no exceptions. There is no fine print. Paul has been clear in his letter to the Romans of the centrality of grace but here in Romans 10, Paul helps us see Jesus at work through his people in the world. This is the changed perspective. 
Our eyes are no longer looking up to Jesus, but down through Jesus. In scripture, we find that Jesus asks us to see the world through him. Like Dolly's image of Jesus hanging there below us, offering his life for the world. And he invites us to see the world through the cross, living in God's mission of love. This is the perspective the Apostle Paul had upon the world. This is the vision the Apostle Paul was inviting Christians in Rome and Christianity today to see. God has called us to be part of his people for his purpose, his purpose of reaching out to the ends of the earth with Christ's saving love. As we come to terms with this amazing grace, we gain divine perspective and something almost inconceivable happens. God invites us on the mission to see the world through his eyes, to be his hands and his feet. God's mission is to bring his salvation to the ends of the earth. For Paul, that mission of God is not something that merely hangs there in the sky. No, Paul brings that mission of God down to earth into the very mouths of God's people. Paul asks a series of questions to which the answers are obvious in verses 14 and 15. But how can people call on him if they have not believed in him? How can they believe in him if they have not heard his message? How can they hear if no one tells the good news? How can people tell the good news if no one sends them? God brings people into his kingdom through the words that his people proclaim. Paul knows this truth about God's greater story. When God brings people into his kingdom, he brings them into his mission, his mission that extends to the ends of the earth. God gives every person, including you and me, a confession of faith, a word of faith that when spoken touches others with the power of God. Paul wants us all to know that as God's people today, we have a purpose, a purpose in God's kingdom. God uses us in his mission to share with others this good news. Dolly's painting offers us a visual reminder of this work of God. There in the heights of heaven is the cross. Jesus in love offering his life for the world. There below him is the world. It extends outward across a lake and into the distance. This love of God is a love that will reach to the ends of the earth. The question, however, is... How is this love to be communicated to all people of the world? How will God make his saving love known? There at the bottom of the picture, you see the answer. Two men going about their task of fishing near the boat. They seem to be plain men. 
fishermen. Nothing would set them apart from others as God's special instruments to the world. And yet, that is what happens in the ministry of Jesus. He comes and calls plain fishermen to follow him. These men are not sent into Rome to learn rhetoric from famous speakers. No, they are invited to live with Jesus, to listen to Jesus, to witness what he has done. And then Jesus gathers the believers together on the day of Pentecost and sends his Holy Spirit upon them and they are sent out to bring the good news of salvation to the ends of the earth. God's work does not come through human eloquence or wisdom. It comes in the foolishness of the gospel, a story so simple that even a child could tell it, a story so amazing that only God could bring it about, a story spoken by regular, normal people doing regular, normal things. This is the work of Jesus, sending his spirit to speak through his people, not just those in the Bible or those with a specialized degree. It's also been given to you and to me. And through your words, his work is done today. You don't need special training to speak of what God has done for you. As Paul writes in chapter 10, verse 8, this message is near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. God has called you, chosen you, to be his people who live by his promise and live for his purpose, to share the good news. As we stand at the cross today, Paul asks us to look up and to see Jesus, but we don't only see Jesus. No, Paul changes our perspective so that we see Jesus at work through his people, bringing salvation to the very ends of the earth. Paul desires us to catch that vision. It catches your breath and causes you to cry out with wonder with Paul in verse 15. How beautiful are the feet of the messengers who announce the good news. As we close, let me give you just a few things to ponder this week. First, how can you find ways to share about Jesus in your regular everyday routines? Who in your circle of friends needs to see Jesus at work in their lives? It doesn't have to be with eloquent words, but sometimes just with loving actions. And secondly, if there is no fine print on who is saved, how does that change your perspective in sharing this good news message? Just a few things to ponder this week. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the message today through your servant Paul. Thank you for changing our perspective of your son hanging on the cross for each of us. Guide us in the coming weeks to reach out to those in need of hearing that message of grace and mercy through your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Shove us into action this day and always. 
remembering that it was you who first reached down and saved us. In your son's name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. A video archive of our online worship services, including today's message, can be found at www.bethanylutheran.org. If you would like to support this podcast or the ministry of Bethany Lutheran Church in Long Beach, California, you can text the word GIVE to 562-210-0463. That's GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 562-210-0463. Join us next week as Pastor Kyle Blake brings a message from Romans chapter 11.